This is the Influencers Network Podcast. I'm your host, Brian Craig. I'm the Executive Director for Influencers Global Ministries here in Bentonville, Arkansas. And I've got a special guest with me today for our podcast. And uh, it's one of our local influencers here in Northwest Arkansas, uh, Eric Newyou. And uh, if that name sounds like it might not be an original Arkansas name, uh, you would be right. Eric is originally from Cameroon, Africa. And uh, so uh, we uh, we talk about how there's a reason that influencers started in Northwest Arkansas because of all the corporate influence. And, and we kind of believe that this place is a portal to the world. And Eric's a good example of that because it was because of Walmart in a sense that you ended up you know, finding out about the journey and all that. And exactly. uh, so, uh, so anyway, welcome, Eric. Welcome. Uh, thank you, Brian, for the <laughs> opportunity. Hello, uh, all influencers around the world. Yeah. Eric is a, is a great guy. I've known him quite a few years now. And so I want to, I want you guys to know a little of Eric's story mm-hmm. and then, and just hear an example of how the Holy Spirit is, is prompting him to live it out mm-hmm. in a unique way. And so I want you guys to hear about that today. But so Eric, uh, let's talk a little bit about, first of all, how you ended up coming to the United States from Cameroon. Yes. Um, Brian, thank you. Uh, thank you for this great platform. Um, I came in the U.S. in 2008 as part of uh, a covert uh, immigration process uh-huh. where the U.S. federal government goes around the world and pick 50 to 55,000 people and offer them a chance to have a green card. Okay. So I, was, uh, I applied for that process in 2006. It takes about two years, okay. you know, a lot of background check, and uh, I was granted a green card in 2008. And um, that's how I ended up in the U.S. And is it, it, well, first of all, how old were you? Uh, at that time or now? No, then, then. So 2008, I was 29. 29, yes. okay. Mm-hmm. And so did you have a family yet? And just got married with my wife. You knew, had a wife, okay. Yes. And so did, she didn't get to come with you at first? Yes. Oh, she came, did? Yeah, we came together. So. Okay. Great. So you came, and the purpose of the program was to help people come get education, or why did, Why were they sending people to the United States? Yeah, exactly. It's, I think it's a selective type of immigration. You know, part of it can be education, uh, jobs. Okay. And um, so the reason I ended up in Arkansas is because you need someone to welcome you. Uh-huh. I was looking for a sponsor, and my older brother had one of his friends living in Arkansas, in Conway, Arkansas. Okay. So that's how... I end up in Arkansas. So your brother in Africa had a friend in Conway, Arkansas. Yes, yes. <laughs> exactly. Wow, you know, got divine connection. That is a divine connection, totally. Yes. yes. So um, did you start? Did you start going to school when you came here? Well, when I came, my wife was six months pregnant. Okay. When I landed in U.S. September 2008, and uh, I have to find a way to to get a job. Uh-huh. Um, it was difficult because I speak French. Yes. You know, and the time to learn English, I didn't have that time at all. So uh, I was fortunate that my first job was with Walmart, working overnight uh, stocker uh, for Walmart store in Conway. And then uh, have a second job. I was doing two full-time jobs. We know car, barely speaking English. 
and I was just trying to provide it for, for my family. Yeah. So I forgot about the education I have in Cameroon. Uh, just time for me to f- make some money from my own place and then uh, live with my wife. So. Wow. Wow. So yeah, and most people, at least I speak for myself, I guess. <laughs> I didn't realize that French speaking was in Africa. You know, I was, exactly. I thought of African tribal languages and things like that, right, but not, right. not French. Yeah. Yes, so, yes, yes. So that's that's amazing. Yeah. yeah. And and you yeah, and you've come a long ways now. Wow. So yeah. um, so. Uh, so after that point, mm-hmm. let's keep telling the story. So you, how did you end up in Northwest Arkansas? So after that point, uh, I did two years and a half in Walmart store. I came with a master in international finance. You came with a master's? Yes. Okay. I, but I did not have a job because people did not trust the degree I had in ah, Africa. Okay, got it. So I decided to go back to school. And then I went to a local school in Conway. It's called UCA, University uh-huh. of Central Arkansas. Sure. And uh, for one year in 2011, and I obtained my MBA. Okay. And then, honestly, I did not think about Northwest Arkansas or Walmart. I was thinking about something big, Dallas, New York, Chicago. But God put me back to Walmart, you know, and uh, the Walmart Home Office called me for leadership program in merchandising. Uh-huh. And then that's how I ended up in Northwest Arkansas okay. in uh, April 2013. Wow. Another example. I, I love the way Walmart loves to hire Yes. People that start just in the store, right. you know, and who, who they see talent, they see somebody who's sharp, who yes. works hard, and, exactly. and they like to give opportunities. That's, that's yes. so, so neat about that company. Yes. Um, so you came here to work at the home office yes. in merchandising. Okay. Yes. And at some point or another, you found out about this thing called the journey. How did that happen? Oh, man, it was amazing. Uh, when I moved to Northwest Arkansas, April 2013, um, after six months of training in the leadership, I was assigned a big desk of uh, taking care of inbound inventory from China and then ship it to 3,500 stores in the U.S. Uh, the business, I was doing pretty good, but something was missing. And I feel empty spiritually. I was going to church, of course, but uh, I feel like my work was depending on the mood of what I have with my, my boss. I was trying to please my boss. Mm-hmm. I was thinking about climbing the ladder of, of, of the company. And then, so there are days where I was sad, stressed. There are days where I was happy because my board gave a good, good feedback. I pray, I say, God, there's something just not working right. Here I am being successful, but um, at the same time, I'm very unstable. Can you help me learn why you put me here? Hopefully give me a mentor. That was my prayer, to give me a mentor I can learn life from. Because as I was stressed time to time job, I was also have a tough relationship at home with my wife. So um, God provided, God provided for me, uh, provide answer. I went to, I was working out, I like to work out, you know, went to the fitness center. And then one day I was just working out and I see in front of me um, an older man than myself. And, and we, we look at each other, we smile, like we know each other. You know, and then I went to him at the end of the workout and I introduced myself. And he responded, he nodded, just look at me. I was talking and said, hey, I want to work for work. I'm trying to climb the ladder, trying to be a market manager. For me, it was more about still climbing the ladder. Uh-huh. He looked at me. He asked me, have you heard about the journey? <laughs> I look at him, I'm talking to you about my work. Time the ladder, you just keep talking about the journey. What is the journey? He said, well, it's a Christian discipleship. It's a ninth month. First of all, the nine months scared me. Man. Am I going to go into training for nine months? 
he invited me to a, uh, a, a ministry that he used to have where monthly they have a speaker talk about the faith mm-hmm. and the business place. So uh, the, the influencer name, his name is Tom C. So I decided to go to his invitation and see people that have been successful sharing their faith, sharing how the journey with Jesus influenced their life. And it, feel, it feels like that's exactly what I was missing, mm. okay? And I wanted to even find out more. So long story short, um, he talked to me about the journey. I have a chance to, uh, to, uh, to attend a couple of influencer uh, events. Mm-hmm. And then uh, I noticed how the brotherhood, uh, how, you know, talk about iron sharpening iron, people sharing their faith, uh, support each other, praying for each other. That really struck me. So that's what kind of motivated me to go through the journey. Mm. And so what, uh, well, I know the journey impacted you a lot. Yes. So can you give a couple of things that the journey did for you after after you went through the journey? Yes. First of all, before I went to the journey, I never really felt broken before. I was going to the church, never really felt challenged or convicted. So one thing that at the very beginning with the journey that really helped me is feel broken, you know. Mm-hmm. Recognize that uh, I fall short of God's love. It's about His grace. So that helped me big time. Not only in terms of, I was not like prideful or have ego, but it just helped me acknowledge God's presence and grace. And then second, it helped me deeper my uh, time spending meditating the word of God. Mm. As you go through the journey, you develop a lot of skills in terms of journaling. Mm-hmm. But for me, it was not just the exercise of journaling. It was more for me understand the God provision, his word. And then, so that helped me understand what matters in my life. And journey also, when I finish, even before I finish, I start to see the change, the way I handle my relationship with my wife. I was performance driven, you know, a lot of pressure on her, a lot of pressure on the kids. So I started to say, well, if God can love me as a sinner, uh, as someone who can make mistakes, I need to develop more compassion and tolerance toward my family. That's where I should start practicing mm. that. Mm. And Johnny helped me also understand that I can not just pray in the morning, leave God at home, go to work, and then in the evening pray again. No, it's just that abiding, that communion that will carry me different type of activities during the day. As I develop my relationship with God, that intimate relationship, it carries me not just when I'm meditating His Word, but also at work, at the gym, with my kids, anytime. Yeah, yeah, that's good, that's good. Mm -hmm. Well, I I remember hearing about you. Mm -hmm. Uh, I was in Tulsa at the time, uh, but involved with influencers and spent time with Rocky a lot. And he was talking about this young young man from Africa. And and, and he said that... uh, you had such a heart to bring it to your home people. Exactly. You, you st- you, you're here, but you still have a heart for your people from Amen. your country. Yes. And uh, and so in order to make that happen, it had to be in French. So mm-hmm. so you took it upon yourself. You asked Rocky permission yes. to translate Journey to the Inner Chamber into French, right? Exactly. Um, very interesting. You know, when we talk about expressing, you know, when we go through the journey, you have enlightenment, enabling, and expressing the, the last part. Um, during the journey, I was probably like five, six months, I thought about people back home, like myself, hungry for uh, the true knowledge about God, the true way to have a relationship with Him. 
And then uh, I just feel like God was asking me to do something about it, you know. So the translation process, first of all, I want to thank Rocky, um, Tom C, influencer to give me the opportunity to translate it and to pray for me mm-hmm. as I was going through that process. So I started the translation, never done it before, feel a little bit scared, but most of the time, just ask God to give me the wisdom to do it, not just the knowledge, but the wisdom in terms of the translation to make it happen and to have an impact. Mm. Okay, and uh, so that's what I did. Uh, I think in 2016, um, when I went home to visit my family for the first time, um, I took the journey and I started to pray to reach out to people how we can use it. So mm. it was definitely God's vision, God's support, and a, a band of brothers around you um, praying for you and help you go through that process. So, and, and then that led to you leading a journey group over the phone, right? Over WhatsApp on your in the, in the parking lot at Walmart on your on your lunch breaks. But yes. understand, right? Yes, <laughs> exactly. And the quick thing I want to share show, to share about that is that it's not how much you have with God; is the grace you give you give Him. You 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 acknowledge His grace, and you ask Him to multiply. Yeah, you know that was how, what happened. I do not have modern technology like Zoom, but I know that God gives us if we can call. We can text with people back home. Then we can communicate about God through that platform. So WhatsApp was one of the applications that we I use with people in Rwanda uh-huh. uh, through divine connection. That I never I don't know them physically, but through divine connection, we use WhatsApp to communicate. Uh-huh. For me, it was a way for to be obedient. Yeah, not to say God. I don't have modern technique to you to to communicate. But we were just texting during my break. In the I was in the parking lot in my car. And then uh, I still have a relationship with those guys until today, but it's pretty amazing how if you humble yourself and acknowledge God's presence and, and gift, you can do amazing things. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And yeah. I mean, and I, I mean, there's a lot of, to the story, but yes. some of those early <laughs> things you did yes. now mm-hmm. have spread to Rwanda. Now they're leading their own journey groups uh, okay. in Rwanda, yes. uh, two, at least two or three groups, I yes. think. Yes. And uh, we're getting the whole curriculum translated into the Rwandan tribal language, yes. uh, the local language. That's pretty amazing. Yeah, it, I mean, you know, but all of this was tied back to your faithfulness and yes. your heart yes. for the native people where you came from, you know, Amen. which, yeah. So, yeah. so that, so that brings me to, and, and I know you've been involved in lots of journey groups and, and of course, uh, you're now getting studying to get your doctorate, yes. you know, at the University of Arkansas, mm-hmm. and uh, you, you're a busy guy. Uh, that's a hard thing, but uh, you're doing well, and and we're excited. But mm-hmm. uh, but I want to I want to let them know about mm-hmm. your current heart of uh, what you want to do, you know, and and it's tied into the journey and influencers' mission, I would say. Exactly. Right? Yes. So talk a little bit about what what's on your heart for your home country. Yes, um, I feel like God blessed me a lot, not material things, but just the the peace and the understanding that come from him, you know. And then I want to give back. I want to give back where I come from. Um, help my people, help the people in Africa just raise, just rise, just grow, and just make amazing things, you know. I want them to see them rise in God's eyes, grow in their spiritual life, and then make an impact in the community. So and one way that I want to do it is through education. Mm-hmm. How do you live it up? When we talk about the journey, we talk about Gabe, you have to live it up. And I feel like one of the missions that God has given me 
is to bring people in Africa up, uh, recognize they have done, uh, 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 talent, and then uh, if they can learn discipleship and uh, apply those talents, they can create jobs in the community. They can bridge the gap of poverty, mm. you know, material poverty and spiritual poverty. So in, in a nutshell, my wife and I, we want to build a school uh, starting from kindergarten until 12th grade where kids can learn uh, discipleship, discipleship, Christian discipleship. They can learn technology and they can learn entrepreneurship. The whole goal for them is to become business leaders and community leaders that fear the Lord, that help understand that we can develop, we can have prosperity without uh, corruption. We can love each other despite our different tribe, different languages. And most importantly, we can do it having God as the foundation, having God as the pilot, having God as the end goal. Mm. Well, and you've told me that not very many people are gonna would have the opportunity that you had. I mean, yours was almost like a lottery, almost, exactly. you know, that you, you got to come. Yes. But you know, most people can't come exactly. to the United States. So you want to help them learn how to be successful right where they are. Exactly. And make their country better. Right? Exactly. Yes, sir. Yeah. And it makes sense because part of the goal, honestly, I never even dreamed to go to the U.S. The same way I never dreamed to be in Arkansas. So I feel like God has been directing my life. I'm sometimes stubborn, you know, I, I'm working on it. Uh, but, um, you know, kind of release control, like Rocky always said, you know, you have to let, you have to release control to right. Jesus. But it, what I'm trying to say is that many people in Africa want to come to the U.S. Um, U.S. offer a great platform in terms of freedom, in terms of opportunities. But I feel like if people also in Africa understand that God, uh, they might be materially poor, but they might not be spiritually poor, God can help them, we can help them be trained, go through opportunities like the journey to develop the, the, the spiritual gift, but at the same time, train them with the use of technology, the, the, how to open and run a business and things like that, so that they don't have to go to the U.S. What we have learned in the U.S., we want to bring that to them and then customize it to adapt to the local culture and then see the fruit just, you know, become abundant. You know, mm. When I mean the food, is the food of the Holy Spirit. Become abundant in the heart of people. And I believe that education can be a good platform. Why? If you notice, journey is mostly, the main target is at least adult. You know, mm -hmm. you have teenagers going through the journey, but it's mostly adult. Um, most of them are trying to fix things at that age. Is it possible that we can help kids have exposure to the discipleship early on? That way, it can help anticipate or prevent some of the mistakes they might do. Um, so that we don't have to fix it when they become older. So the school for us is not just about learning intellect, but it's learning the knowledge of God. And through that, we think that the kids can go in the family and become also agents of change. Mm -hmm. And then we want to use the school as a platform. Hopefully, we're going to have opportunity to invite parents to come to school, talk to them about the journey. Mm -hmm. You know, talk to them about the journey. And then... Uh, is school is just a platform for now. But I feel like God has something bigger. I don't want to be ahead of him. Mm -hmm. For now, I just feel like it's a, it's a tool, but it's something even bigger coming out of what we have as a vision so far. Yeah, I mean, a disciple is a learner, you right. know, and so you, you basically want to make spiritual disciples and disciples that could be contributing, you know, to the community and all that. So, exactly. Yeah. Yes. I think it's beautiful. I mean, it's it's kind of like I think a lot of Christian schools. That's their mission is 
they want to they want to train them up, but they right. want to train them in, in Christ exactly. know, at the same time. Yes. So, yes. so uh, that's beautiful. Mm-hmm. That is beautiful. And, and I think that's so different than a lot of people just think, oh, let's just send money over to mm-hmm. Africa and that's going to fix everything. That doesn't fix it. You know, you no. got to fix it from within. Exactly. You know, and yes. that's what you're trying to do. Yes. Um, and, you know, our the, the business model we have for the school is completely different. What is happening now? When I went to school, uh, we were memorizing a lot of, you know, theoretical concepts. Uh-huh. But if you think about Africa, right, there's so many, many opportunities. I grew up in a farm, in a coffee farm, and the reason I was able to survive in the capital is because of the entrepreneurship that my dad poured into me when I was young. Hmm. So we're trying to do the same thing with the school we are trying to build, where we're going to teach children traditional curriculum, but at the same time, make time for them to learn basic skills, trading skills, mm. you know, electrician, plumber, how to open and run a poultry business. Mm-hmm. So as they learn in the classroom, we're going to have every week hours where they're going, you know, just across the street, you know, maybe to learn how to raise their own food, mm-hmm. their own vegetable, how to raise their own poultry or healthy protein. Hmm. Because if you start to teach them at an early age in the kindergarten that, hey, here's the seed of corn, plant it, take care of it. Three months later, you can harvest it. Do some simulation where parents are there, where children are harvesting, and we buy that from the children. We give them money. Children growing up understand that, wow, God gave a lot of opportunity around me. Hmm. What I just did, I just need to do is to pray and then start to do something about it. Hmm. And uh, if they go through from kindergarten to the 12th grade doing those kind of simulation, before long, many of them are probably start to think about expanding. Hey, if I have two people, by doing that, they can provide income. Mm. By doing that, those income can help family bridge the gap of poverty. Yeah. So it's not just a traditional school. It's a school where we want to, like I said, business leader to have strong faith, but at the same time, business leader acknowledge God uh, talent and opportunity for them, resources, mm-hmm. and then we just have to train their mind to how to use it. So, which is, I love it all. And I just, I want to bring up, so we're, let's talk about where we are. Wow. So, so you, how long has this been going on? This, you've had this dream for quite a while. Yes. And it's now, you're at the part where you, you have formed a 501c3, right? Exactly. Uh, that would, that would allow you to accept donations to help other people who want to share the vision. Yes. Um, you bought some land. Yes. You have land for yes. the school. Okay. Yes, exactly. And you did that out of your own resources, right? Yes. Yep. Yes. Um, and you had the blueprint or the plans for the school. Yes. That's been drawn up by an architect, right? Yes, so, exactly. Yes. So that's so you got a good start. Yes. So yes. where are we at now? So where I am is I'm trying to my goal is this year is to raise, you know, at least three hundred to four hundred thousand dollars to build. The primary school. That's how much it's going to take to four hundred thousand. Yes, four hundred thousand okay. dollars. Okay. I mean, we can start with two hundred thousand in terms of because it's going to have two story. Uh-huh. We can start just with one story and then build upon that. But my goal this year was that uh, um, for those that feel um, uh, call, you can probably join us and support us in this process. You know, mm-hmm. and then pray about it. If you feel like you want to support it, yes, we welcome your your gift. Um, it's a vision that my wife and I we have, but we don't have all the details. Mm-hmm. So that's why we need the whole community of uh, influencer of Christian to come on board to make this happen for the people of Africa. So uh, if you go to our website, flourishingseeds, 
www.ghanaspeaks.org. Uh, you can donate there. Okay. And there's also email and contact if you reach out to Eric at flourishingseeds.org. Mm-hmm. Um, you can reach out to my cell phone. It's uh, 501-339-1069. So 501-339-1069. Um, we welcome financial donation. But at the same time, if you know organization that have furnitures mm-hmm. that a school can use, and a recycled furniture that a school can use, or old computers that uh, kids can learn technology on, yeah, we're going, we welcome also those type of gifts. Yeah. But the main gift that you can give us is pray about it. Yes. And if your heart is telling you that you want to be involved, you can reach out to me directly or you can reach out to the influencers and someone is going to direct you to, to us. Oh, yeah, definitely. Yeah, you can reach us uh, through our through our website as well. Mm-hmm. So, um, And I'm sure, you know, Habakkuk says uh, he was told to write the vision down mm-hmm. and make it plain so people could run with it. Yes. So, And you've written, you've kind of compiled the vision on the website, right, if they want to learn more about it. so Exactly. Yeah, we have a, I have a business plan, uh-huh. and the business plan is on the website. You know, okay. it's kind of decomposed the vision, the mission, and the team the business model, the timeline, all those information are on the website. And then, uh, but something I want to really share is that um, it's not the beauty of the building itself that we want to build, it's just to see, look at myself, I'm trying to influence about 700 children through that school. Mm. If only 10 of them go to the school, go out in the community, in the family, and start to do the same thing, the reproduction, like Rocky always said, you know, the reproduction mm-hmm. process of discipleship or business leaders, you're going to see that we don't pretend to change the whole city or the whole country, but we feel that we're going to see an amazing growth of um, Jesus in the heart of people. Mm-hmm. And that's our end goal. Yeah, yeah. And and like you said, this is an example of what we what we put forth in the journey. Mm-hmm. You you know, you learn how to abide with Christ, yes. and then your fr- the fruit of the Spirit starts coming in you, that which empowers your spiritual gifts, and and then it, then it comes time to do something. You exactly. Know? Yes. You know, he's always calling us to action. Exactly. You know, it's, yes. He always has something for us to do. It's not about performance, but yes. But he has things that are his plans for your life. You know? Exactly. And this is part of his plans for mm-hmm. Eric Newy's life. Yes. Is to lead this way. Yes. And that's what the Great Commission is about. You know. That's right. Yeah. Hey, uh, Jesus asked us to go and make disciple. Mm-hmm. But the good news, I'm with you always. You know, at every step, he's there. He challenged us to. Be grateful, you know. I'm very grateful for for the country, U.S. welcoming my family. Grateful for the influencers. Most importantly, grateful for Jesus because when you are grateful, sometimes you recognize that there are things that you have that you can make a big best, a big deal out of it. And that's why it's happening with us. We're not talking about the land. The school is going to be in the capital, Yaoundé, and uh, it's not easy to have a land in Yaoundé. But God make it happen for us. Yeah. Okay. The same way that he was able to help me um, use my stock, one my stock to buy the land, mm-hmm. you know, he used me to be able to pay for the technician through my student loan. I'm going to school, I have my student loan to pay for the architect who designed the school. So God is always going to whisper in your eyes, in your, in your ear, in your heart to do something. Yeah. Start and then he's going to follow. It's kind of have a skin in the game, you mm-hmm. know, as right. he take over. Being obedient, yeah. Exactly. And, yes. uh, 
and not being afraid of big things. It yes, seems exactly. impossible, right? It yes. seems seems so big, and then, yes. Yes. but you're going for it. Yes, exactly. You know, I, I heard a great quote by Fred Beekner, and it mm. says, um, "Where your the deep desires of your heart meet the great needs of the world, Amen. there you find God's will for your life." Amen. Where you know, and this is this is a perfect example of that I think where it's lining up. Exactly. So, yes. And, and sometimes people say, "How come no one sees this need?" You know, mm. and it's because God wants you to see it because you're the one who's supposed to yes, be called to do it. So mm. yeah. Well, that's that's a beautiful story, and uh, I can tell all our influencers community. I know Eric personally, and and he is a real man of God, and uh, and I've watched how hard he has worked uh, for his family and just to get his doctorate. He's working on that so that uh, if you're going to if you're going to run a school, you have to have credibility, right? Exactly. And, and that's yes. kind of part of it. You have to have those kind of things but uh you work so hard but uh anyway eric's eric's a great brother and a a great discipler and just a great man of god very pure of heart so uh anyway yeah so uh if you want to find out more about it he he said the website flourishingseeds.org yes and uh, that's a good way to to start or you can go to our website as well if you want to contact us but uh exciting things are happening just another example of one man Mm -hmm who learns to abide in Christ and mm-hmm. then is faithful, God has big plans. God can use use one man to do great things. So yes. uh, so we're excited to see what's good, what he's going to do. There's one quote that I want to, uh, from the Bible, is uh, John 15, 5. Uh-huh. Uh, it says, if you abide in me and I abide in you, you're going to bear multiple fruit. That's right. Apart from me, you can do nothing. That's right. That nothing does not mean quantity. It means substance. Mm-hmm. Our desire is that by abiding in God, He revealed Himself to us as individuals, and now He's asking us to help kids in Africa learn about Him and have a relationship with Him. Our desire is to see substance coming out of that school. That's right. And we cannot do it on our own. That's why we need your support, your prayers, your financial support, anything that you believe could be helpful for kids, children in Africa in a relationship with Jesus and a change agent for the community. That's right. Well, thank you, Eric. Mm-hmm. And thank you for all you've done for influencers. Mm-hmm. Just volunteering your time to help us with the French translations mm-hmm. and leading men and mm-hmm. uh, doing so many different things. So thank you, Eric. Thank you. We love you, brother. So yeah, please join us in supporting Eric on this this initiative, if God puts it on your heart, and uh, definitely be praying for him and uh, and this initiative. And uh, it's going to be exciting to see what what happens and we'll we'll do another podcast and give an update down the road you know so everyone can know what know what happens so well anyway this is the influencer network podcast and uh you can find out uh, other podcast uh episodes that we've done on our website influencers.org or you can also just wherever you stream your your uh your podcast that uh, you'll find us there as well so uh anyway and if you have any questions or anything about that you have for us uh, you just Contact us through our contact page on the website, influencers.org, and we'll be glad to get back with you on that. But uh, there's a uh, discipleship revolution happening. We're starting to say after watching the Jesus revolution uh, a couple weeks ago, but we think there's a new revolution happening. It's a discipleship revolution. So hope you're part of it out there. So anyway, my name is Brian Craig, Executive Director for Influencers Global Ministries. I'm going to keep encouraging you to abide in Christ and go make disciples. God bless you.
abide with me.